Hello, and welcome to Wise Children's Detention with me, Emma Rice. It's been a while since I sat down and recorded one of these. I think the last one was around the Romantics Anonymous livestream, which seems a lifetime ago now. Since then, we've recorded dozens of our other radio show, Tea and Biscuits, and livestreamed The Flying Lovers of Vitebsk. Back at Wise Children headquarters, we've been planning, unplanning and replanning our production of Wuthering Heights. It finally goes into rehearsals in October and I genuinely can't wait. Wuthering Heights was to be our next show. That was until Harriet Mackey, the producer at the Old Vic, asked us if we had an idea for a show that could reopen their theatre after the pandemic. Never a company or a woman to miss an opportunity. We said a loud yes. When lockdown began, I started thinking about what my response to it might be. What was a show that I could do that could work with a socially distanced audience or even a socially distanced cast? I'd been in love with the movie Baghdad Cafe for years. It's such a beautiful, surprising and touching film about discovering kindness and community and friendship. This was the story that I felt we needed now. I asked Poppy to see if we could get the stage rights. These are the permissions from the original writers to remake the show for the stage. Now, normally, rights conversations take years, but to my delight, Percy and Eleonora Adlon, the film's original creators and writers, were on board immediately. Meeting them, albeit over Zoom, was like finding a friendship that was deep and old, but only just starting. So, rather than remount an old show for the old Vic, we decided that we'd make a new one. Normally a show takes a long time to create. The idea sits with me for sometimes years at a time. Then, when it's a little more formed as an idea, we might start workshopping those ideas with a group of actors or musicians or puppeteers, sometimes all three. We might do several of these workshops as I try and discover the world, the story might best be told in. I started work on Wise Children, our first show, in around 2013, and its first performance was in 2018. Shows take time. Baghdad Cafe, however, this was going to be very different. We were going to be putting this together from scratch in about three months, in the middle of a pandemic. What could possibly go wrong? We assembled a cast and a creative team of new and old faces and set up shop in Union Chapel, Islington, in a tangle of masks, lateral flow tests, hand sanitizers, and all the stresses that the pandemic brought with it. And we set to work creating the world of Baghdad Cafe. The Wise Children team and I had been busy during lockdown, but even so, getting back into an actual rehearsal room felt fantastic, but also exhausting. We could hardly be described as match fit, having not made a new show in 18 months. With this in mind, I knew that on this production the team needed to be on top form, and that this was an opportunity for me to build and develop my assisting team. Laura Keefe and I had recently run a School for Wise Children course on directing and adapting, and, amongst an incredibly strong group, one student felt like a natural fit for the Wise Children team, Amelia Thornber. With some help from the RTYDS, the Regional Theatre Young Directors Scheme, we appointed Amelia as our assistant director. Normally, an assistant director, especially on a first job, is a 
low-key role. They have the opportunity to watch the show being put together, assist the director, help actors with lines and work with the associate director on the understudy plot. That's what happens normally. But as we all know, nothing is normal these days. Covid meant that rehearsals were tough. Barely a day would pass without one or two of the acting company being away with either a previous commitment or a Covid self-isolating ping. Suddenly, Amelia had to move from assisting to covering to actually being in rehearsals and learning pretty much every role in the company. This continued well into the run, where she was off stage helping the understudy, Etta Murphit no less, be in the right place at the right time. She became literally indispensable. So, for this episode, we sent the superpower that is Amelia Thornber, armed with our fluffy mic, to find out what everyone else does on the show. Hi, Helen. Hi, Amelia. <laughs> Thanks for chatting today. My pleasure. So, tell us a bit about your role at Wise Children. Okie dokie. I am the participation producer. So, I look after the training branch of Wise Children, which is the School for Wise Children. And we run uh, lots of digital courses recently, but also in-person courses to uh, train up the next generation of theatre makers, especially people who are going through a non-traditional route. So if you're not coming through drama school, perhaps you come on one of our courses and then maybe, like Amelia, we can find an opportunity for you on a show and keep training you and looking after you. It's, uh, it's a really nice job. It's lovely. Yay. Yeah, so we met a year ago online. Yeah. And today is the first day we finally met in person, which is lovely. Yeah, which is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and so I took part in the directing and adapting um, online summer school course. And here I am now. Yeah, which was part of our summer spread, which was this kind of very large digital summer school which we ran in summer 2020 we did um, seven different subjects we ran an online course for movement directing and writing and design can i name them all producing and producing and composing, composing and sound yes got them all <laughs> <laughs> and um, that was the first year um, that they ran online yep and yep. then again this year and earlier yeah, and then this spring we did the workrooms where we just did four courses, same sort of structure. And people really like them. I think um, they made accessing our practitioners. So getting people like Amelia, who's an emerging director, in a, a digital space with people like Anna Rice is just really lovely. Um, yeah, it made it much more accessible being digital. But soon we will be back in person doing training, which will be marvellous. I can't wait. Okay, hello. Hi. Who are you and what's your role? Uh, I'm Kate Foster and I'm the Deputy Stage Manager. Great, and what does that mean? What does Deputy Stage Manager mean? So there's two different stages of uh, Deputy Stage Managing. At the moment we're in rehearsals, which essentially means that I am sat with the script, writing down where everybody on stage moves to, what scene changes happen. Um, I also have to gather all the notes from the day, like things about sound effects or lighting changes all of that and put it in notes and send it to all the relevant departments. Uh, the second part of that is during shows where um, I'm still sat with the script but I will be uh, calling the show which means telling lights when to go or scene change when to go or even actors when to go on stage and that sort of thing. And there's other um, 
roles within stage management, aren't there? So how many are in your team? Uh, we have on this three people. So we have Rob, who's assistant stage manager, who mainly deals with the props and does all the scene changes. And then um, Greg, who is the company stage manager, who will also do scene changes, but looks after the actors and just like timesheets and all of that. Mm-hmm. And how did you get into stage management? I studied um, theatre at university. I'd always wanted to work in theatre. And then at first I thought I wanted to go into costume and I did a costume course after my theatre degree. And then from that started dressing at a theatre in Liverpool. Uh, And then one day just realised that I really liked props and everyone had always sort of got me to do the stage management role. So I ended up um, doing some shadowing on some shows and then started stage managing. Mm -hmm. And is this your first Wise Children show? It is not my first Wise Children <laughs> show. Uh, I have done Romantics Anonymous and uh, Mallory Towers previously. Um, so we did Romantics pre-COVID and then there was a live stream version of Romantics, which I did both of. Um, and then, yeah, on to this. What is your favourite part about the job? Um, my favourite part? I love... Uh, obviously working in a creative environment and being collaborative towards a show is really good. Um, When you get to it your first night and you see everything together, it's just brilliant. But with show calling, it's really interesting when you... It's like calling a sequence of lights and seeing it all happen in front of you is really satisfying. (laughs) Who am I talking with? So this is... My name is Greg Shimon and I'm the, uh, uh, the company stage manager on a Baghdad cafe. What does the company stage manager do? Well, it's slightly different, obviously, on uh, on this show in the current climate. Uh, I uh, I am I, I, as well as my normal stage management duties. I sort of look after, uh, essentially, look after the, the company. So I make sure everybody gets paid every week. Very important. Uh, I'm responsible for all the health and safety, and and um, and I sort of head up. I, I I head up the team uh, of stage management of three. Um, I'm responsible. I'm I'm sort of where the buck stops with most things, really, uh, as well as actually. Um, very often, the, the the job can be divided into two roles. There's a stage manager and there's the company manager, and the company manager is all the admin, but actually hasn't anything to do with the stage side of things. But my background is in stage management. I'm, um, and so I will physically run the show on the floor, uh, uh, and I'll be the person that you know, looks after everything happening and overseeing everything, make sure everything is safe and everything is running. If, if the shows you need to stop or anything, I'd be the person that would do that. We'll make the announcements to the audience and, and I'm actually running the deck on a, on a nightly basis as well as looking after the company from a administrative and, you know, to a degree, the business side of, uh, of, of, of the stage as well. Um, so I want to know about your route in stage management and also if you've ever done... Um, the other the other roles within stage management. I went I went when I went to when I left when I left school I went to 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 college to become a um, I wanted to work in recreational management. Essentially, what I wanted I'm a massive Liverpool fan and I wanted to work for Liverpool Football Club not as a player but I wanted to do something that was sort yeah. of where I was looking to do. So I was I went to do a, a recreational management course. Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, and um, uh, and I I I got well, I had to do a placement and I I went and. Um, I couldn't get a, I couldn't get a placement at, uh, at the football club, but in recreation management terms, I got a, I got two placements. I got one at the Southport Theatre, which was a variety theatre, and then I got another one 
uh, at the Everyman Theatre in Liverpool working, and they had no money. And so uh, when you're there as a, pla as a placement, you're, you're absolutely thrown in and you have to get on with it all. And, and uh, I went there and they said, here's the plans. Um, uh, here's some wood, here's the tools. Do you think you could make that? I said, yeah. And, uh, and I did uh, three weeks there and it was absolutely fantastic working with a very small team, uh, doing a version of She Stoops to Conquer. Uh, and I had a fantastic time. Um, and like, you know, we made it, we made cobbled, a whole cobbled street out of sawdust and glue and them little, little, you know, wooden uh, templates and masking it in and doing, and made this whole street. And, it, and we created something from nothing. And it was, that was where I was sort of first sort of uh, uh, into it. Hi, I'm Robbie Perkins. I am the ASM on Baghdad Cafe. Brilliant. What does ASM mean? Uh, it stands for Assistant Stage Manager. And what? does your role entail? My role entails assisting the stage manager, as you might expect. Um, uh, but a whole wild variety of things. Um, in the rehearsal room, I'm responsible for setting things up um, and making sure all the props are in the right place, but also coordinating with the people who are making the props, that they're making things that will be good for us in the theatre, um, and then just kind of taking all the tiny little details down that someone else might miss and just making sure that everyone's on the same page. How did you get into stage management? I got into stage management. I knew that I wanted to work in theatre. I saw a lot of uh, Neha shows and a lot of Emma's shows actually back in the day and I was like, that looks just so great, I want to do that. But I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Um, and so I was really lucky to get a job at the Crucible on Stage Door um, as a stage doorkeeper. And in Stage Door you see everyone coming through the building. You see the actors, you see the creative, you see the technicians and you sort of see everyone that gets into the life of making a theatre. A lot of admin people and producers and finance and all things and I was like oh god and I started hanging out with some stage managers and I thought these are the kind of people that I want to be mm -hmm. I want to be doing and so then I went um, off to study I went to Lambda for two years and then I got some placements one at Hampstead Theatre and then they offered me a job and then from there job to job to job and here I am. Who are you? Uh, my name is John Leader and I am doing puppetry direction on Baghdad Cafe. Amazing and so what does that involve? Ooh, so that involves hopefully making the puppets and objects come to life and mm -hmm. helping, helping the, the cast to bring them to life and to just play with objects and enjoy that time, yeah. So is this your first Wise Children show? Uh, so it's my first Wise Children show that is up, but I've known Emma for a few years now and we've been trying to work together for a few years and I've done a few R&Ds with Emma and worked with a lot of the cast, so mm -hmm. very much feels like a, a group of people that I know really well already, yeah. Hi there. Hello. Who am I talking to? You're talking to Ian Ross. And what is your role on Baghdad Cafe? I am a composer, sort of music person. <laughs> Amazing. What, yeah. what does composer, music person mean? Well, composer in that uh, I've written some original stuff for it, music person in that it already has uh, some very strong musical numbers written by Bob Telson and uh, we're using loads of that. It's also got lots of Bach in there. Um, so I'm sort of reappropriating other people's work um, and mashing it up. Wicked, and the stuff that you are composing, was that done pre-rehearsals? Yes, some of it was done in conversation with Emma. Mm -hmm. Some of it was just, basically I always try and have a big pot of potential ideas beforehand so I can have options to present in the room. Um, because the nature of Emma's work is that she needs to see things on their feet before she can make a decision about them, okay. I think it's fair to say. So 
um, I may have, I may develop an idea beforehand um, to a sort of full extent and then get there and realise that it's completely inappropriate. So, uh, yeah, I need to have something on hand to be able to put it in. What is it like working with Emma? So you've just said about having different options and then she decides how... What's it like working with Emma? It's it, like the expression, hold your nerve, <laughs> is, okay. is like the really important one. OK. Normally around week three, well, to sort of the end of week two, week three, being the week three, I um, really freak out because yeah. I don't know what's going on. Um, and it's, you know, you just have to remember and trust. Because it feels like she does. Know what's going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I would agree with you to a certain extent, but I think integral to the process is not knowing what's going okay. on. That's really, I feel like that's important. And that's what makes it hard to, you know, to, to hold your nerve. Mm -hmm. um, because I, th I was talking about it with Renell the other day, who's our bass player. That sometimes it feels like Emma goes into a room and she just put like gets a pillow and just like bursts it open, and then the room is filled with feathers and they're all very slowly sort of gently landing. So the room is full, <laughs> and there's lots of ideas that are floating, and they take a long time to land. Okay. And as the process goes on, she can bat the little feathers away and let until there's a picture forming, you know, yeah, yeah. which is a genius. Actually. She but she has that ability to edit visions mm -hmm. you know um, which is amazing but it means that you can't really be you can't have a complete idea of what's happening until like now now we're getting into the week before tech we're like ah right this is what this is and you can start doing the real work um, yeah it's amazing I love it and it's all I've ever known mm -hmm. um, really make it in making theatre how long have you worked together Oh, so like 13 years or something, I did my first show with her um, as a musician. And yeah. yeah, ever since just been trying to claw on. I mean, the experience was magic from the, from the beginning because of the way in which she manages a room and the way in which I think that she sort of sees the importance of theatre and the importance of art. And it's actually, as well as being very deep and important, it's also got, um, you know, a frivolousness mm -hmm. to it. And, uh, and it's just joy. A joy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is great. Hello, this is me, Emma Rice. I am sat... I don't know why I said Emma Rice, you know it's... <laughs> If you're listening to this podcast, you know it's me. It's Emma. I am. It's the day before press night. I'm sat in the circle of the Old Vic Theatre, um, knowing that Baghdad Cafe is going to open tomorrow. And I am sat with my amazing directing team, um, Amelia Thornber and Laura Keefe. And these two incredible women have been by my side throughout this whole process and longer. And I'm going to start, I want to talk to you a little bit about how we've ended up this sort of we're like a girl band of directors aren't we how that happened um but before we start there i need to ask you a question first amelia which is why is the newest member of the group have you got your picture pasted outside <laughs> outside the old vic theater so beautifully in one of the rehearsal shots how did that happen what can i say i mean i am accepting agent so if anyone's on the lookout no um so that was because i was stepping in for betris during rehearsals and i was acting for a little while so that's why my face is all over the old thing <laughs> and the but program and everywhere <laughs> but it's an understatement isn't it because of covid mm -hmm. in so many there was a lot of actor 
um, NAs, non-availabilities, at the beginning because theatre came back online in a big rush and everybody had other things to do. But also isolation. You've stood in for almost every character in the show, haven't yeah. you? I think there's only two, two characters that I haven't had to stand in for. Yeah, that's right, isn't it? Who are they? Um, Brenda and... Yasmin, I think everyone, uh, yeah, I think that's part of it. I think you have as well. And I mean, and I think about how, um, so to wind back a little bit, we met you at the School for Wise Children, or I met you at the School for Wise Children, um, online, on Zoom, and you were incredible. Your energy just shone through that that um, workshop that we took, Laura and I took, and we knew, both me and Laura said, oh, there's, there's a keeper. Mm -hmm. And we brought you in pretty much to observe as an opportunity, and you have been at the absolute heart of this whole experience. It's been so much fun. It's just been, especially as the first thing back after being, you know, home alone for a year, um, which you kind of get used to in your own little bubble, just at home all day. And then coming back to this, there's been, you know, live music. Everyone's just got such an infectious energy and I felt so welcome and had such a fun time. Um, it's flown by, it really has flown by. But also I feel like I've been with you guys forever. So mm. it's so nice, such a nice feeling. <laughs> but, but we really could not have done it no. without you. And, and what we've realised... I mean, I, when I first negotiated with the actors when they weren't going to be available in rehearsals, I was just thinking about how we got the show on. I was not thinking about isolation at that point. Yeah, yeah. So the combination... So, Laura, you've been putting together an understudy plot, which we hadn't expected to do. Yeah. We thought it would be the worst-case scenario, but now it's the most likely scenario. So the two of you, Amelia standing in, learning nearly every part in the show. Have you gone on yet? Not properly. <laughs> I did nearly offer, but luckily Etta jumped in before. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. But you have been backstage for oh. the first few previews. Yeah, yeah, for how many? Five shows? Four shows? Five shows? Um, yes, yeah, first week, Monday to Friday, you were backstage running around telling Etta where to go and then Betris. So tell me a bit more about that. What happened was Betris Jones got pinged and had to take 10 days in isolation as we were opening, so left the tech. We didn't know what to do. We cancelled two previews and we thought about getting an understudy and Etta, the choreographer, jumped in. But she is not an actor, she's a dancer and didn't know the track at all. So what, what happened? You two, I did this, I, I feel this happened without my knowledge. Tell me what happened, Laura. Well, Etta knew the show, definitely knew the choreography, which was a good thing, um, but didn't necessarily know where Betris was on stage or what the business was, because Betris's character is also, um, character works at the bar, so has lots of business, lots of cleaning up, and is constantly picking up pots and, and coffee pots and ketchup. Um, so we quickly rehearsed Etta so she knew what was happening on stage but I had no idea what was happening off stage <laughs> so Amelia found out where she had to exit what she had to change into and uh, basically yeah rehearsed her backstage plot so when you say that you you actually were backstage for for the shows yeah and so describe a change what would happen so she would come off say stage left and then I'd say right into Debbie and We've got dresses backstage, which is amazing because her changes are so, so quick sometimes. She'd come off, you know, she's got three people around her, wig off, lipstick off, into something else, and then push her back on, and she's in the scene. <laughs> but she was completely addicted to you. She kept saying, Emma, I can't do it without Amelia. <laughs> I can't. So, you know, how interesting that we did get the show on, but with two people mm -hmm. stepping in, and, and you, Laura, you know, that was a team effort to get somebody on, and it was brilliant. 
it looked really, I mean, it was seamless, wasn't it? I mean, it's so fabulous to have Betris back. This is the sound check going on, by the way, which is why we've, it sounds like we're in a club, but we're, we're really not in a club. But take... They check the speaker of a box. <laughs> it will pass by in a minute. But let me go back a little bit. Um, how old are you? How did you get into theatre? Um, what brought you to Wise Children, the school for Wise Children? Go on, give us a bit of background. I'm 24 years old. I'm based in Oxford. I did drama at uni. Um, well, I did drama at A-levels, and then I did drama and English at Oxford Brooks. Um, and from there, I did a work placement at Pegasus Theatre, tried to do as many courses and workshops as possible. So as soon as I left uni, I'd be ready to get into the industry. Um, and that worked and I worked as a stage manager for a bit. I worked as a stage manager at Trafalgar on the wardrobe ensembles, education, 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 and then on Equus. Um, and then I got in producing and um, production assistant, went to Edinburgh um, and still was trying to find my feet really, trying to find out what roles would I be best suited to, I guess. Um, so I started working at the North Wall, made some really good relationships there. Um, and then I did the intro to directing course, which is where I met Laura a couple of years ago. Um, carried on, I did the next RTYDS course, which was a three month placement um, at the start of 2020, straight into the lockdown. And I then, when we went to lockdown, I lost a lot of freelance work. So I was looking online, what kind of things were going on, what courses I could do. Everything obviously jumped onto Zoom and that's when I found the Wise Children course and I applied and got on and it was so much fun. It really was fun and it felt, although we were all at home in our separate houses over Zoom, it really did feel like we made a little, like a bubble, like a connection between everyone. It just felt so genuine um, and then yeah, here I am now. <laughs> it's amazing though at 24 you've done so much as well which just shows what energy and you know commitment, you know, it, it does work yeah. and talent obviously but you know you've been invaluable and to and to come into a room where so many of us have known each other for so many years and to not force yourself but also not disappear and then when needed to just come into such amazing focus you've done an amazing job and like I say we couldn't have done it without you Baghdad Cafe is your cafe you know <laughs> really is I mean I me and Amelia had a conversation before we started rehearsals where I said look there's three three directors if you just want to sit and observe there's no pressure to do anything me and Emma have got this yeah, yeah. we literally could not have done the show if you were <laughs> weren't here we needed three people in our directing team we well, we did, and I just can't thank you both enough because it's been tough coming back from COVID. It's been tough for me. I think I struggled with my... I don't think it's energy. I think it's I think it's actually self-belief. I think I've had... I've, my confidence has not felt as strong. And you two have really picked me up and done the work. I mean, I came in today. Laura, you're rehearsing Salmon as an understudy. You know, the work is... You've both been amazing. And neither of you have sat back at all. <laughs> it's been... <laughs> How much fun has it been? It's, it's been, been so amazing. It's been loads of fun. But I did forget that theatre was quite a lot of work. <laughs> well, that was the thing. We, we used to make, like, one Zoom last a day, didn't we? There was a period when we were like, oh, yeah, I'm very busy. I've got two calls today. <laughs> yeah, it's full full on, isn't it? Yeah. Really, really full on. Just dressed into rehearsals by 10 o'clock was quite a, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think, I was trying to think of... Um, girl bands with three in well we're definitely either Charlie's Angels or Destiny's Destiny Child. Child I'm going to go for Destiny's Child but I, I do it Cleopatra no um, I do <laughs> <laughs> Sugar Babes is good though British yeah 
no, I've got. I'm Dusty going for Dusty Child. Work. Come on, yeah. come on. We can just swap around who's going to be Beyonce. <laughs> Definitely not me at the moment. Can I say? Nobody <laughs> wants to be Michelle. I'll be Michelle. I'll happily. I've had, I've had my time oh, in the Michelle. sunshine. <laughs> oh Michelle. I'll be Kelly. She's really blossomed with age. But do you happens. do you both know that I'm a survivor? Is literally the soundtrack. I just it's my go-to. I taught myself to run to it. I've cried to it. I've played it when I was at the Globe. It's just, I'm obsessed by it. It is, I cannot resist it. It's like Aww. musical catnip to me and it just really makes me smile. That, I'm gonna remember that, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, can't, can't get enough of it. Oh, well we must, we must play <laughs> it Yeah, we need to we play all... it before tomorrow, really. We have a good tomorrow. old dance. Yeah, I'll be up on that car. <laughs> I'll be on the In no time. <laughs> well, thank you and can I say that few things have made me as happy as to see the big beautiful photo of you outside the old Vic because it's right it's right you are you've been an absolute superstar of this process and I just love it that you're out there and that the world will be thinking who's that new hot young thing on the scene I'm like there she is living it large on the cut but thank you and I hope this is the first of many many um, adventures and thank you Laura as always for being there, being amazing. Thanks for having me back. Thanks to Amelia. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much. Here's to Destiny's Child. We did it. We made a new show and I couldn't be prouder. We reopened the old Vic to live audiences and got the magic of live theatre back. Next up are the live broadcasts of Baghdad Cafe, or the in-cameras as the old Vic liked to call them. And then we're straight into rehearsals for Wuthering Heights. Finally, be still my beating heart. Beating heart.